Welcome back to the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I have a really great conversation for you today with a woman named Sarah. But before I get into this podcast, I want to remind you, yesterday, May 8th, was my 30th birthday. So for my 30th birthday, I'm giving a 30% discount on the Inner Circle. If you want to join, you can do that today. The link is in the show notes, or you can just go to www.sfinnercircle.com. And when you check out, make sure you use the coupon code 3430. I'll put that in the show notes so you can see how that's spelled out. But it's 30 for 30. You get 30% off when you join the Inner Circle today. And this promotion will probably last for the rest of the week. Uh, With that said, I really think you're going to like this episode. It's a wonderful conversation with a woman named Sarah who really fell into the anti-diet world and she even hired a a quote-unquote anti-diet coach and this has led to some serious health complications that now we are trying to work through and through this episode and through this podcast, you're going to hear the conversation we have, what Sarah's been struggling with and how we're going to try to help her improve her health, improve her consistency, improve her nutrition and all of that. I hope you enjoy the episode. Please leave a five-star review if you do, and don't forget you can get 30% off if you join the Inner Circle today using the discount code 30for30. With all that said, let's get into it. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing very well. I'm very excited to chat, so, so thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Yes, thank you. I was very excited all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. So, so talk to me. What's going on? So, uh, I don't even know where to start. Um... So I have two kids and I feel I'm 31 and I feel like I have been quote unquote fat most of my life. Um, Looking back, I wish I was as fat as I was when I first thought I was. Um, Isn't that always how it is, right? It's always like in hindsight, you're like, oh, I looked so good back then. Exactly. I'm like, oh, those are goals. But um, I have an almost four-year-old and a six-year-old. And um, I feel like since I I am now 50 pounds heavier than my pre-pregnancy weight um, with my son, which was higher than it should have been in the first place. And just this last week, I was diagnosed with a fatty liver. Um, My levels were kind of high um, at my physical in 2020, and that was right before the pandemic started. Mm. And then I went back in February, I think, for my next physical, and they were high again, a little bit less, but still high. So they did a liver ultrasound and it was confirmed to be a fatty liver. So now I am kind of at a point where I absolutely have to do something to lose weight. Um, but I am the queen of Mondays starting Mondays. And yep, then yep. sometimes I don't even make it the full day before my mind goes to like, just start binging. Um, and I think, um, before we had kids, I had really good success just counting my calories. Um, I lost about 20 pounds. And then after we had kids, um, I did Weight Watchers and that worked, but 
now I'm finding it way more restrictive than what I want to do. Um, even though they always say it's not restrictive, it feels very restrictive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the middle of that, I did a bout with a very um, anti-diet coach. Mm, okay. And I think How'd that's that where, go? you know, A, I spent too much money on it. Um, B, I think that's really where my relationship with food got worse. Interesting. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I've never spoken to someone who's done that. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear what happened and your experience with that. Yes. And so it was, I don't know, a 12 week course of going through the whole intuitive eating book, which I think the concept is fantastic when you're ready for it. Um, and I think it got a lot of thoughts in my head about you can't do this. Weight loss is not sustainable. You're just going to gain it back. Um, and I can't get past that. It's like now when I say I'm going to start something, I have that all or nothing mentality as it is. And then I get into my head of like, because that like, even though I don't follow anyone on that, their ads still come up on my Instagram and I don't know why. And it gets me because I think, well, why am I even trying? I'm just going to gain it back or... Jesus. My mind is like, okay, now you're restricting. Now I want all the food that you're telling me I can't have. When in reality, I'm very flexible with what I eat. If it fits my calories, I'm fine with it. Um, I have friends that are a lot more strict and are like, oh, look at all those carbs you're eating. I'm like, but it fits my calories. And that's, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just don't know how to get past that hump. Okay. So first and foremost... Thank you for outlining all of that very clearly, very articulately. Um, and for whatever it's worth, for you to be in a position in which like, you've been told over and over and over again that it's not going to work, but you're still reaching out for help, it says a lot about you and your character. So I want to make that very clear. The fact that you've just been told over and over again, incorrectly, I should say, that, it's, that it, it won't work. Uh, but still have the the wherewithal and the resilience to say like I need to do this. It says a lot about you because it would be easier just to be like, well, I'm just not going to do it. So I, I yeah. want to make that very clear from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, before we even go into the devastating lies that you've been fed, um, because that's that's what they are. Before we go into that, in terms of the ads. I know on Facebook, this is how it works. I don't know about on Instagram. I would imagine it's the same, if not similar. Um, If there's an ad that pops up that Mm -hmm. you don't like or you don't want to see, you can click the three dots, uh, whether if it's on the stories, I believe the three dots will be in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, Mm -hmm. If it's on your feed, it should be on the top right corner of the post. You can click that, and I think there's an option that says, uh, don't show me ads like this or something to that nature. Okay. Um, the as of right now, 
Facebook, Instagram knows not only that you you have been interested in that in the past, but that you've they, they are well aware of what you've bought. So they're like, okay, uh-huh. this person has paid for something about this. So and when someone has paid for something, they're more likely to pay for more things of that nature. So you're definitely being targeted in these ads. So anytime you see it, I need you to to click the button and say, don't show me ads like this again. Um, I can do that. I would also, if you're still following any of them and engaging with any of them, unfollow them immediately. Um, Don't worry about their feelings. If their feelings are hurt because you unfollow them, it's like, cool, well, their feelings being slightly hurt, they'll get over it. Like your mental health is more important and your physical health as well. Um, So unfollow anyone related to that movement and anyone that, that really what this boils down to is not even the movement, it's unfollow anybody who makes you not believe in your ability to succeed. That's it, period. Anybody who, who, when you see them, you see their account, you see their information, you see what they're putting out, anybody who makes you feel like that you are not capable of succeeding, unfollow. Because that is what the hell is the point of following someone like that, right? Yes, I love that. Like, it, it's, it, you aren't required to have social media. You aren't, like, this is something that, realistic hopefully you would do to educate yourself make you feel better use for entertainment why people follow others who will make them feel bad about themselves or who will make them believe it's like you're in an abusive relationship that the other person doesn't even know you're in it's like you're you're fully in charge of this relationship you need to eliminate any and all those accounts cool perfect that's number one and the reason i'm going so hard on this first have you ever heard me talk about something called self-efficacy? Um, no, but I've heard the term before. Okay. Okay. So do you, do you know what the term means? Loosely, but you can refresh me. Okay. So this term is the most important indicator of whether or not someone will succeed, not just in, in fitness or with weight loss, but in literally anything in life. Um, Self-efficacy, and there's a tremendous amount of research on this. Um, self-efficacy, it, it basically means your ability and your uh, your belief in your ability to succeed. Okay, so so it's it's like self-confidence. It's not the same as self-confidence, but it's your ability, your belief in your ability to succeed, and specifically in a given task, right? So it's not like overall self-confidence just in in yourself, but do you believe in your ability to succeed in a specific task? So in this in this instance, we'll talk about weight loss. Mm-hmm. If you, and this is this is the perfect example, you've been fed devastating lies saying that it's not going to work. It's like you can't do it. So if you don't think it's going to work, then why in the hell would you even try? Right, like yes. that's that's literally the problem we're facing right now, which is mm-hmm. if if you've you've been told over and over again that it's not going to work. Uh, you've been fed cherry-picked statistics that are completely and utterly inaccurate, saying things like 95% of diets don't work, which is complete and utter nonsense. Um, the way I sort of frame self-efficacy is this. If I told you that – let's say this. Let's say that you ha- that you had $0 in the bank account. God forbid. But let's just say you had $0 in your bank account. If I told you that if you spent $10,000 – on a lottery ticket today, you would have a 99.9% chance of winning the mega millions. I guarantee you, you would find a way to raise $10,000 
because essentially it's a sure chance that you're going to win the Mega Millions, right? Yes. Like you would reach out to every person that you knew and you would prove to them that you had a 99.9% chance of winning the Mega Millions and let them know not only would they get their money back, but they'd get like probably double back because you're about to win the Mega Millions and you know it. So you're going to put in a ton of time, a ton of effort. You're going to do literally anything and everything you can to get that $10,000 so you can buy that lottery ticket, right? Yep. On the other hand, let's say you've got $100,000 in the bank account, which that would be really nice, right? Like I would love that. If you have $100,000 <laughs> in the bank account and uh, I, if I told you that if you spent $10,000, the same amount of money on a lottery ticket, you had a 5% chance of winning the Mega Millions, there's a strong chance you're not going to spend that money. Right. Cause it's like, listen, like there's a, there's not a huge chance that I'm going to win. So why would I, why would I bother wasting that money? Right. Yep. This is a really good way to think about self-efficacy. Even if you have the money available, even if, if it's there, you're not going to put the time or effort, even if it's minimal to put that money into the, the lottery, because you're probably, it's not probably not going to happen. You're not going to get the return on investment, but if you believe it's going to work, if you believe you can do it, then you're going to go out of your way. You're going to put the time, the effort, the energy, you're going to put yourself on the line to make sure that you do it because you know, it's going to work. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. This is what happens with health and fitness. And this is not only health and fitness, this is with entrepreneurship. This is if, if businesses are so Entrepreneurship is such a difficult thing to get into for many reasons, but one of the reasons so many businesses fail early on is not because they didn't have a great idea. It's not because they didn't have a great product. It's because they didn't actually believe it was going to work long term, so they quit too early. This happens with health and fitness all the time. It's why the vast majority of my content is not so much about a specific protocol or a specific, uh, like whether it's intermittent fasting or calorie cycling, it's not about a specific thing. It's about making people believe that they can succeed because I know for a fact, and this is backed by data, that if you believe in your ability to succeed, if you believe that it's going to work no matter what, even if it takes a long time, then you're going to succeed because you're not going to quit. Does that make sense? It does. And it's, I needed to hear that um, because I've even gotten to the point where like I don't even mention anything to my close family and friends because I feel like I'm just the the boy who cried wolf of yep I'm gonna I'm gonna get on that and I'm gonna lose weight and all this stuff and then it just kind of falls to the side. Well, let me ask you this: What are the negative consequences if you don't lose weight? What did the doctors say? Um, I could, it could advance to the point of liver cirrhosis and ultimately need a liver transplant and death. Got it. So literally and death. And I'm a nurse. So it's like, I know, I know all of it, but it's hard to do it. Oh yes. It's yes. very hard. It's very hard. Let me ask you this. Do you think that the point you are at the point you're at in your life right now, do you think there, is there something different now than there was before in terms of you have this diagnosis, you like, you know, the, the, the literally life-threatening risks that are possibly ahead of you. Do you feel like you're at a point in which you're like, Hey, it's not like before 
this is real. Like I'm actually, I'm ready to start. And if it's yes. not, if you're not there yet, that's totally fine. But do you think that there's something different now? Yes. And like, I <clears throat> like, and especially when you follow the anti-diet movement, it's very much of a, you can be healthy at any size and I'm going to be open. I'm 240 pounds. So I'm bigger, but I'm not, I'm not even like, morbidly obese at this point and there's already health complications due to my choices so you know it's i've i've said this in conversations in the past i've never i don't think i've said this on 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 any content but so this will be my first time like actually putting it out there this i'm very excited about this conversation and i appreciate you immensely i think this is gonna this conversation can was going to save lives. I, I very much believe that. I've said in conversations before that whether it's in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, the extreme end of the anti-diet movement that has led people to down a terrible, terrible low that's terrible, terrible road that's been feeding them lies saying that it won't work, it will never work, it's not worth it, that like you can be healthy at any size no matter what. There will come a point in time within the next 50 years in which the people who are at the head of that movement will be so they'll be confronted with the issues that they caused with the the negative health effects that they caused in among so many people it, it will be devastating for them to like and to realize themselves. This, and themselves exactly mm-hmm. um and, and and don't get me wrong i think there are what that movement started out as initially I think had positive aspects of it, which is mm-hmm. like not judging people based on their size, treating everyone equally. I couldn't support that more. But to getting to the point now where they're just telling people you can't ever lose weight, it's not going to work. Why bother trying? This this is dangerous, and, and I think this is a, the perfect example of it. Now, can I ask you a, a question in in relation to your own health? Mm-hmm. Are you scared? Yes. Talk to me um, about that. I mean, I have two young kids. I don't, and I have, so I think what scares me the most is I have two parents, um, obviously, and my mom and the overweight obesity has run in our family. My, do- my dad lost 100 pounds, and he did it with keto, which I don't agree with personally, but that's what he used. And he is at a much better health place at the age of 62. Good for him. Good. Um, I mean, he had a massive heart attack last summer oh, that he should not have. There is 0% reason he should have survived. Um, it was a 100% blockage to the widow maker. It was Jeez. 50 minutes of CPR. Oh, my God. He walked away from that with no deficits. Um, but That's then my mom, on the other hand, um, she's also had a lot of health issues and is in a much different spot, but very similar age and is at a very different physical ability. So I want, I mean, my kids are four and six, almost four and six. I want to be able to play with my grandkids and I want to. Uh, be able to take them to the park and take them to the zoo and not have to worry about how I can continue to keep up with them. I love that. 
So, so can I tell you something that I, I think is going to instill some confidence within you? And, and I mean it. It's it's very true. Yes. I, and I've spoken about this on my podcast before. I've and I've actually I've gotten some kickback for it, but it, it's true. I've seen the best results in terms of people who are at, at a crossroads in their life in which they are scared. I, and I've had many of these people on my podcast before who their whole life, they were struggling with their weight, struggling with their health. Something happened that actually scared them. Mm-hmm. And every, and that was the point in which everything changed. And they it really turned around. And they, they've lost tremendous amounts of weight. They've, they've improved their health dramatically. And it was because of that one point in their life that they were actually scared. And I've spoken, this is the big question, right? Like people are like, well, how do you get motivated? How do you get motivated? It, it's been interesting for me to find that the catalyst for so many people comes out of a place of fear. Now, another emotion that I've found this happens with is also anger. Right. Uh, I've seen I've seen anger do this. And I think the easiest way to to uh, to uh, portray this is oftentimes when when someone gets divorced, they have that like post divorce anger. They're like, screw them. Like, I'm going to lose weight and like they crush it. And all of a sudden, whoa, where did that come from? Right. Like getting their revenge. So it's interesting for me that I've seen anger and fear as huge motivators. So what this tells me, Sarah, the reason I asked you if you were scared is because if uh, I've spoken to people who were in similar situations, they're like, no, honestly, I'm not that scared. I'm like, well, that's, that's dangerous and unfortunate. The fact that you are scared, the fact that you're focusing on your children, the fact that you're, you're like really faced with this life or death scenario and you're, you're acutely aware of it. Sarah, I'm going to be very honest with you. I I have a hundred percent belief in your ability to succeed. There's no question in my mind that you are going to do what it takes to lose weight and to maintain it and do it in a healthy way in the long term. I have zero doubt at all in my mind. Not one doubt. I yes, fully in my, believe you do this. When I went to the doctor, she said it's not a it's not a point of I want to lose weight. It's a point of you need to lose weight. And she offered me Centramine, but okay. I declined it because okay. I just don't, <clears throat> I have seen that it, you can gain more back from that. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I know that I have the knowledge of what needs to be done. I just have to get past that hump of doing what needs to get done. So let me ask you this. Do you have... And if you don't, it's fine. I just want to know the truth. Do you have a plan, a concrete plan going forward for what to do or no? Um, so in my in my head, and I've been, um, I have the Streaks app on my phone, which I really like um, because you can put different goals down. So since April 1st, I've been focusing on drinking enough water, getting at least 8,000 steps in, um, Because while I am a nurse, I'm a nurse case manager. And since COVID has happened, I am working from home um, on the couch. (laughs) So trying to push myself to get out and get those steps. And then um, I have, I mean, I have enough workout equipment. I have a Peloton tread and bike. I have select tech weights. So I have all the tools. And then my plan was to 
eat within a 1900 to 2100 calorie range. Okay. Was kind of where I was looking at, but I didn't know um, if that would be good. Or I also have looked at the three plates, two snacks, but I also know for myself that I am very much that type A, I need guidelines. I love that. You know that about yourself. That's great. Yes. So I know that if I do the plates, I'll be like, well, a Big Mac fits on the plate, which I know you have, but not all the time. Yep, yep. And it's not going to fill you up. It's not going to... No. Like, that was the hardest part about that challenge is like mm-hmm. 550 calories. I just ate it in two bites. It's like, okay, well, it sucks. Um, I did have a McGriddle this morning, though, and I thought of you, so... <laughs> Those are the best thing on the menu. Those They're are so insane. good. I, I would have preferred to do the McGriddle, but it doesn't have as much notoriety as the Big Mac. Yes. Uh, the name Big Mac really gets more people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Do you have a pen and paper with you? Um, I should have it someplace. Otherwise, I have. We're going to wait for you to get the pen and paper because we're going to make your plan right now. Okay. I do. Take your time. No rush. I, I'm I'm very excited, Sarah, because you know, you know why I'm so excited? Why? Because... And you and I are going to have continuous checkups. We're going to be getting on calls frequently. Um, We're going to be able to look back on this conversation when you've completely turned your life around. And you're going to be able to share this conversation with your children when they get older. You're going to be able to go back to listen to this conversation. It's For me, it's one of the cool things when I look back at my old content to see Mm -hmm. where I was 5, 10, 15 years ago. This conversation will forever be like... You, you, when people say, Hey, what was the turning point for you? You'll be able to literally have them listen to the conversation in which it took place, which is right yeah. now. I I'm have very excited. Now. Okay, perfect. So how have you been doing so far with your steps first and foremost? Um, I have been, um, complete 100% consistent 13 day streak since, um, the first let's go. Yes. Sarah, I just got chills. That's amazing. So, but I have zero streaks on the eat within calories goal. Hold on. Before we go, no, 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 no. You just, this, all right, fuck that nonsense. Uh, No, no, no. You don't go from something amazing to then being like focusing on the negative. We're only focusing on the positive right now, which is you've been 100% consistent with 8,000 steps a day. That's amazing. There's no buts about it. Got it? Thank you. Do you got it? You understand yes, me, Sarah? I got That's it. amazing. We have yes. to internalize that. So it, it's it's internalizing wins like this that will allow you to actually believe in your ability to succeed. That it's you have to focus on the wins, right? Mm-hmm. On the little things. You have and it's not even little to be blunt mm-hmm. with you. It's it's really big. Um, so that's huge. So let me ask you this. How how confident are you in your ability to continue this streak of getting your steps in every day for the next month? I'm very confident. I mean, I have the treadmill downstairs that, you know, it's hooked up to all the Peloton stuff, which I love, but I also reminded myself that it's also just a regular treadmill. And after the kids go to bed, I can go down there and just scroll through my Instagram and just walk at a nice pace because we live in Wisconsin. It snowed still today. Um, Did it really? Wow. 
It did. And my, my husband works night shift. So I have to kind of fit things in where I can. Okay. All right. So let's write this down. 8,000 steps a day. That has to be one of the things. And the fact that you're 100% confident in it for the next month is amazing. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You know you can do this, right? Yes. Cool. Okay. 8,000 steps a day. Um, How have you been doing with your water intake? Also 100% consistent with that. Let's go. That's a, so how much water have you been drinking a day? Um, I aim for 96 ounces a day. Okay. That's okay. kind of where I feel good. And then I feel hydrated then. Amazing. Can you, can, do you feel confident in your ability to keep that a hundred percent for the next 30 days? Yes. As long as I make sure I fill up the water bottle earlier in the day, because I forgot yesterday and I was up going to the bathroom a lot through the evening. <laughs> I still I still hit the goal. <laughs> these these small wins there, they're huge. Like mm-hmm. even though it wasn't optimal, you still made it happen. You you're describing things. I think you're massively overlooking how good you are. Like you even though you were going to put yourself in a slightly uncomfortable situation, even though it would have been easier just to say, ah, whatever, like I'll do it tomorrow. You Mm -hmm. had a number in mind and you made it happen. Like you're doing things right. Like you are going to succeed. I promise you, I would stake my entire career on it. Okay. Thank you. I mean that. I mean that I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. So, Mm -hmm. so let's keep that. So you got 8,000 steps a day and now let's go to 96 ounces of water a day. Let's keep those two things. Okay. Perfect. Amazing. What do you want to work on next? Um, I I feel like I've also been pretty consistent right now with working out, um, especially focusing on the things that I enjoy doing and not making myself do something I don't necessarily want to do at this point. So I hop on the bike and I find a really good playlist, ride that has a good playlist, and I pretty much dance on the bike for half an hour or so. I love um, that. But I know that, so I've been doing, my goal was three workouts a week. And I think I have, for the first part of the month, seven workouts done. Okay. So we're doing pretty good on that. You're crushing it. I know it. that the next thing, though, is I need to focus on the food aspect. Okay. Yep. So, so. If you weren't getting 8,000 steps a day, then Mm -hmm. I would say, Hey, let's, let's focus on maybe the workouts or the bike. But I think I'm not as concerned with the bike right now. And and tell me if I'm wrong. It's almost sounds like there's parts of you that enjoys it. Is that correct? The bike? Yes. Okay, cool. I'm not, that's not what I'm going to focus on right now because there's part of you that enjoys that. So it's like, even, even let's say this, like, even if you don't do the bike, you're still getting 8,000 steps a day. Like you're crushing it. Um, if the bike is extra, the bike is just like, this is amazing on top of it. It's like the cherry on Mm -hmm. top. Let's talk about food. What do you want to do with your food? Stop eating all of it. It's a great goal. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Let's get more Uh, specific. What are you thinking in terms of plan? Oh, like I know that. So, and I had posted in the inner circle, what happens is like, Breakfast, easy. Lunch, pretty easy. I can make things work. And then I get to dinner 
Mm-hmm. And I just feel this like overwhelming sense of being overwhelmed with having to plan for a family of four and then make sure it kind of fits my calories and all that. And it's just very overwhelming. And then I get decision fatigue and I just don't do anything. And then we end up getting like fast food. Mm, okay. So. Okay. That's kind so, of so, what happens. So talk to me, what, what do you do for breakfast? Um, breakfast, I'll usually do some eggs, um, sometimes cereal. I, it kind of depends on what my schedule looks like because the first, the first part of the morning I have to drop my daughter off at daycare, come back, work for a little bit, then drop my son off at kindergarten. And then I come back and start working for the day. Okay. Um, so Usually, if I have time, I'll make some eggs or oatmeal with granola, that kind of thing. Oatmeal okay. with granola, yogurt. But and what about lunch? Lunch, I feel like I end up skipping a lot. Mm, okay. Yes, and then like because I'll be in meetings or I'll, you know, the joys of working from home. Sometimes I'll just take a little lunchtime nap for half an hour instead of. Love and yes, <laughs> they're the best. Um, so then I'll end up skipping, and then I get to that point of between one kid coming home and the other kid coming home is I eat part of the pantry while we figure out what's for dinner. Mm, okay, now it's all coming together. It's all mm-hmm. coming together now. So let me ask you this: Well, is this is this what you normally do? period or is this even what you do if you're trying to track your calories um if i'm trying to track my calories i'm better about trying to do the meals okay why is that (sighs) i don't know yes you do let's talk about it i think because i'm actively looking at the data Mm -hmm. that helps um but what I would like to do is get more into um, doing a little bit more meal prepping because while I am at home and my kitchen is literally right behind me while I work, it's hard for me to pull myself away from the computer long enough to make a meal. Got it. Okay. So, so. Do, you, do you think that realistic, like it's realistic for you to meal prep it? Do you think is that something you can actually like stick to or no? I have done it in the past and that's when I had more success. Um, it's, it's a matter of, I need to, and I feel like my mindset is still of, I have really little, like thinking I have really little kids that won't let me do it because they used to not, but now they're pretty, they're more self-sufficient where I can tell them to go play in their rooms or play a game with each other. And they can do that while I, or they can help me now. Um, I would love that. That would yes, be great like to get them involved. Yes, they chop things up and that kind of thing. Amazing. Okay, so so you yes. think meal prep is, is a realistic thing for you? Yes. It, it, do you, it, would it be something that you do on one day of the week? Would it be something you do a couple days of the week? Do you know how that would work? Um, I feel like I – and what has kind of happened is I've ended up doing my grocery pickup on – Monday mornings, but I need to move that back to like Saturday afternoons or Sunday morning. 
because then I get all the food on Monday, but then, and especially now my son starts um, baseball on Mondays. So that's just going to completely switch it up. So I know I need to plan for early, like Saturday or Sunday. Okay. So, so can you do that? Can, can, can you write that down and, and write down what day you're going to get the groceries and what day you're going to meal prep? Can, can we come up with a solid day for when that's going to happen? Yes, I can do grocery pickup on Sunday morning and meal prep because it's Saturday. And my husband, because he works night shift, he's sleeping most of the day on the weekend. So it's pretty much me with the kids by myself um, while he sleeps before going back to work. Okay. So. If if there is a chance for him to help here, it would be wonderful. If mm-hmm. not... I know you can do it, but if it might be worth having him listen to this conversation, because it's going to, I'm going to publish this conversation within the next 24 hours or so. I think it's really important. Um, But if there's a chance for him to help, it would be wonderful. If Mm -hmm. not, do you still think you could Sunday morning pick up Sunday meal prep? Yes. Okay. So let's write that down. Non-negotiable. Like this, this has to happen on Sundays. Okay, so we've got Sunday morning grocery pickup, Sunday meal prep. Um, this is really good because because now we're having a concrete plan. Hey, this mm-hmm. is what's going to happen. Hey, kids, Sunday morning it's grocery pickup. Sunday afternoon is meal prep time. Like this is what's happening. Um, amazing. This is good. And so, I think the other, not to interrupt you. No, no, no. Please, um, please, please. The other thing is, I think I need to in my head simplify things mm-hmm. of. It is okay to just have, here's some chicken, here is some potatoes, and here's a vegetable. And I that don't sounds have like a to, wonderful dinner. Yes. And I feel like my husband is very much a, I don't know, like, likes to try new recipes and stuff, but then that just overwhelms me. Well, cool. So, I mean, listen, respect to him, but if he wants to try a new recipe and it's overwhelming you, then he can cook the new recipe. Yes. And it's and the I, tracking a lot of the times is like then he'll put more oil in it and I'm just watching him like how much was that? How much do I need to track? <laughs> no, so, I, no, he he needs to listen to this and uh, and I'm sure he loves you very much. Uh, there there just has to be an open conversation mm-hmm. uh, and and awareness. It might be something where it's just he's not consciously aware of it. He he's not aware of of how important it is. This has to be an open discussion. And, and I'm sure there, there's no malintent. I'm sure he he supports you and he loves you and he'll do whatever he can for you. So let's just make him aware, like for you to succeed, in order for you to get healthier, to live a longer life for him and for your children and for yourself. Uh, this needs to be done. And if that means like. He cooks his own meal. Cool. It, like, or or you're more communicative in terms of what's going into the meal. But right now, my foremost concern is making sure you're not overwhelmed. Because tell me if I'm wrong, it sounds like that's where things tend to go to shit. If you get yes. overwhelmed, that's the biggest problem. So number the the biggest thing number one is let's make sure you are not overwhelmed. That starts with getting the getting the grocery pickup schedule, mm-hmm. getting the meal prep schedule, and making sure that. If your if your meal is just chicken and and vegetables and so, like a, a very simple meal like that, that's amazing for whatever. That's what. Here here's a secret. 
most of the meals that you see influencers and whatnot posting on their on their stories, like these fancy meals, these gourmet meals, like mm-hmm. that's not what they're eating all the time. Most of their meals are like chicken and rice and broccoli. Like that's the majority mm-hmm. of what they eat. It's boring. It's it's repeatable day after day. The the times that they post this crazy gourmet whatever meal, that's not usual. If it was usual, they wouldn't look the way they look. Yes. Does that make sense? Yep. Like let's let's make boring <laughs> let's make boring great again. All right. <laughs> let's and that's let's what go I in need to yes. Is like and like I've gone back to even like I enjoy spaghetti squash with some sauce and some meat on it. Like it's fine for me. And like also knowing that j- the kids might not like the spaghetti squash, so I can make them noodles on the side. Yeah, you and can making afford. it where it's easily customizable for us. Yeah, that's great. Also, you could use the method that my mom used, which was if I didn't like it, then I'm not going to eat dinner. Like <laughs> if I sat down at the dinner table and I was like, mom, I'm not eating this. She'd... Oh, I can't hear you. They're only going to do. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, you're the boss. You are the boss. So am if I the boss? Because I, 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 I fought my four, my three year old over pants today. So I don't know if I'm the boss. There's a there's a funny story. My mom loves to tell this story to anyone who will listen. Um, when I was two years old, my uh, I, I I used to do this thing first and foremost, where when I got really upset when I was a little kid, I would stamp my feet. I'd get really mad and I would stamp my feet. And my mom figured out the best way to make me stop stamping my feet, which is like, if I was really mad, I'd clench my fist, I'd stamp my feet and I'd, and I'd get mad. And she would look at me and she'd be like, that's a really nice dance. Show me that again. And that would make me so angry. Cause I was like, I'm not dancing. And I'd stamp my feet again. She'd be like, that's a really nice dance. And, and there was a time around that time frame when I was like two years old, three years old, where I, I forget what I was doing, but my mom told me to do something, and she. this is how she tells the story. She says, I put my hands on my hips, and I looked her in the face, and I said, you're not the boss of me. And she, and she goes, I looked right back at you, and I laughed and said, actually, I am. <laughs> and that's the story. And you're the boss. Like, you are the boss of your children. And, and yes. I, like, I don't have kids, so I don't, like, I don't know how difficult it is. I can't even begin to imagine. But uh, let's be honest. If you make an entire dinner and your kids sit down and say, I'm not eating that, then you say, then you're going to go to bed hungry. Mm-hmm. Tough shit. That's it. Like, you tough just shit, made an Charlie. entire dinner for the family. That tough shit, Charlie. <laughs> Eat your spaghetti squash. It's yes. delicious. Mm-hmm. Like, just straight up. And we have to remember, like, we are very is... good about what we call a no thank you bite. And so maybe we can even increase to what they, I mean, they love, they love broccoli. They love all veggies. So I, maybe I'm underestimating what they will do. Maybe, or that could be it, which I, I love that possibility. Um, one thing I've noticed, especially in women, some men, but I, I've noticed this, especially in women in which they tend to put others, everyone else before themselves, everybody. And at the expense of, in this case, for example, your own health, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't put them in front of you if, if you're not around. Right. Yes. So sometimes you got to lay down the law and say, we're having spaghetti squash tonight. 
Honey, mm-hmm. if you don't like it, make your own fucking meal. Kids, if you're not going to eat it, cool. Then you're going to bed hungry. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. So yep. so we just got every get everybody on the same page. Um, and and again, for me, you're my priority here. So and, and I realistically, I know if you're my priority and you get better as a result of this, then everybody in your household gets better. Yes. Like th- this is for everybody. This isn't just for you. So. Mm-hmm. And again, my foremost concern being making sure you're not overwhelmed. So that means we we simplify everything. So if you just have some chicken and some some rice and some vegetables, cool, amazing. If you want to, I don't know, put some marinara sauce on it, wonderful. But mm-hmm. right now we've, we're nailing down the schedule. So Sunday is grocery pickup, meal prep day. And, uh, and do you feel comfortable with that schedule? Yes. Perfect. Now, let me ask you this. Do you want to count calories? Um, I think I need to. Okay. Tell me why. Um, I am very good at just kind of grabbing and then I feel like it gives me a sense of control. Does okay. that make sense? It makes um, literally all of the sense in the world. Okay. It's very calculated. It's very, it is what Objective. it is. It's you did it or you didn't. It's science. Yes. It's, it's the same thing with the budget. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you're either spending more than you're making or you're making more than you're spending or there's equal yep. there, but like you got to keep track of it. And if you don't know, there's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. So if someone is spending way more than they're making and they're going into serious debt, well, then they've got to make a budget and so that they can get themselves out of this huge problem or else they're going to end up with a really big problem before they know it. And so yep. that's why we need the numbers. The cool thing is, you could get to a point in which you don't need or want to count calories again, but first we have to count calories and get you, we have to get you to that point. We have to progress you to that point. I know many people who count calories forever and after a certain point, it takes up five to seven minutes of their day and it's not a big deal. Um, I don't personally count my calories anymore, but sometimes I do just to rein them back in again, if I'm putting on more body fat than I want, or if I just want to just double check to see how much I'm eating, but because I've developed the skill it doesn't take me very long. So so I think your head is in the right place to say, I think you need to right now. And then eventually, if you decide not to, totally fine. And that's my end goal is to get to the point where I am able to, A, have that really good routine and that consistency of, you know what? Because in the end, I think most people who are at a healthy body weight they're probably eating the exact same thing most days. Absolutely correct. And there's a tremendous amount of research to support that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I have to be okay with being boring and... Let's make boring great again. That's what we're doing. There we go. We're making boring great again. We are. It's Boring is good. Boring... Mm -hmm. Everything... After a certain, like anyone who's achieved a certain level of excellence in anything in life, whether it's with with fitness, whether it's with strength training, whether it's entrepreneurship, they've done things over and over. How many times have you heard me say calorie deficit? More uh, than I could count. Like I've said it like thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of times. It's boring to me, but this is what what allows me to be so good at what I do. Mm-hmm. It's anyone who's done something great has done it to a point in which it's boring to them, but they keep doing it. So, and the cool thing about boring is this, it's not overwhelming. 
Yes. Bo- boring is easy. It's sometimes it's, it's boring, right? Obviously, but it's not overwhelming. So if we can get to a point where I would rather you be bored than overwhelmed. Yes. So it's a better feeling. Absolutely. So with that being said, what do you think? And I want, you might be surprised by my answer here. Uh, what do you think your calories should be around? Just like, give me your thoughts, not like what the calculators have said. What do you think your calories should be around to start with? Um, I just always, my brain, even with the calculators goes back to around that 2000 range. Okay. Do you, do you like that number or not? I haven't consistently used that number long enough um, as I'm the Monday warrior. And I mean, I can follow it for a day, but if I'm doing it consistently, I don't know where I need to be at. So why do you usually follow it for, you You just like, you, you try it for a day and then you just give up? Yes. Cool. Well, that's not happening anymore. That That part of your life is over. So Perfect. no need to worry about that. We're not, we're not, we're not giving up. Cool. Absolutely. That's not even a choice, right? That's literally not an option anymore. Um, do you have a number of calories that you would feel comfortable with? And if the answer is no, that's totally fine. Like if you just want me to tell you, I'll tell you, but I want to yes, get a feel for, you want me to tell you? Cool. Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to give you two options in terms of how this could work. And I want you to tell me what you think would be best. Option one is the one that I think most people would expect me to say, which is a slower, more sustainable uh, progress, which is um, a higher number of calories that will allow you more leeway with your nutrition and it will be slower progress, but it will work. That's option number one. Okay. The second option, which I think there's a time and a place for this, and I think this is one example in which this time and place could work very well. It's a it's a shorter term option where it, it's not an extremely low number of calories, but it's a lower range of calories that will allow for a faster rate of progress. That you the, from the very beginning we would have a set time frame for you to hit that number of calories before we raise them again. And this option I found to work well with people specifically in a situation like this, when they're scared, when they're just starting out and they, in order for them to really feel like things are working, like they can succeed, it actually helps to see a little bit of a faster rate of progress. Now, both of these options work. Neither of them is is better or worse than the other. The best one is the one that you like the most and that you're the most excited about and the one that you think is going to be best for you. Do either of those options sound better or worse based on so, how I presented them? I honestly think the second one because I feel like I need to see some success mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to continue to grow. To, to continue. believe in yourself. Yes. I I agree. I very much agree. This is a situation. If someone comes to me and they're like, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm 9% body fat and I, I want to lose weight as quickly as possible. Well, no, that's stupid. Um, <laughs> someone comes to me with a, a real situation like this, where it's like, Hey, this actually has to happen or else we're in a life threatening situation. Okay, cool. This, this makes sense. And for whatever it's worth, 
there is a tremendous amount of research showing that at the beginning of someone's weight loss journey, someone who has a, a significant amount of weight to lose, uh, they actually do better with an initial period of faster weight loss followed by a slight increase in their calories after a certain point to a more sustainable rate. Does that make sense? It does. Yep. Okay. So with that in mind, and I'm going to ask one more question. All I do is ask questions. It's what I do. Um, do you think you'd be better off eating the same number of calories every day? I think I have an idea of what you're going to say just based on not wanting to be overwhelmed and just keeping it boring. Would you rather eat the same calories every day or would you rather eat, have days where you have some higher calories and some lower calories? I think to start just one base calorie amount a day. You, you and I are on the same page. That is exactly right. It's far less confusing. It's far less changes, far fewer changes, excuse me. It's This is way better. So um, we're not going to go very, very low. We're not going to go very, very low, but we are going to go low enough for you to see uh, significant progress uh, very quickly. So okay. how would you feel eating between 1,500 to 1,700 calories every day? Honestly, if you think that's too low, tell me. I mean, I've done it before, and that's when I look back at my my fitness pal. And gosh, this was before I had kids, and I had lost about twenty pounds the fall before I got pregnant with my son. I think I was averaging about that amount. Okay, that that's and, good because it's not too low. That's a very reasonable number of calories. Um, but based on where you are now, you would see very quick progress. Mm-hmm. So, so how about this? How about for the next 30 days, 1,500 to 1,700, so anywhere in that range, Okay. how, how confident are you, do you feel in your ability to hit that range on a daily basis for the next 30 days? Um, mostly confident, except for like a couple random days. Okay. I love that. So let me ask you this. Um, in terms of like 80% consistency... On a scale of one to 10, one being you're not confident at all in your ability to do this, 10 being incredibly confident, like you know it's going to be able to work, where do you fall on that spectrum? I would I would say like a nine. <sighs> Done. Done. Because yes. I'm good. like looking at my calendar and I don't have anything really special going on in the so, next month, like out of the ordinary. So... so when I ask people that question, and I've, I've asked this question to hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people at this point, the people who tell me that they're a, a seven or above are statistically dramatically more likely to succeed than the people who give me a six or below. The fact that you gave me a nine puts you in a top, top percentile, which just goes back to what I said at the very beginning, which is like, Sarah you're going to win. Like this, this is going to work. You're going to do this. There is not a doubt in my mind based on everything you've said, everything you're doing. This is the beginning. Like this is it. You're changing. This is it for the rest of your life. And I believe in Perfect. you fully. So, so let's do this. So write this down for the next 30 days between 1500 to 1700 calories. Cool. Okay. Yep. That's your plan. I don't give a shit about anything else. So you've got steps, you've got water, and you've got uh, the Sunday grocery pickup with the Sunday meal prep and and the calories, 1,500, so do I, Should I start on Sunday so that I have kind of that 
fresh groceries and all of that going on. What do you think? Um, probably because I know that we have, we have friends coming over tomorrow night for dinner and I have book club and a dinner on Saturday. Okay. So, so So here's what I say. Here's what I'm going to say. I think you can definitely start on Sunday. You're still going to get your steps and your water in, correct? Yes. Regardless, like before Sunday. Cool. Um, what I would like you to do starting today, starting once we get off this call, is just counting your calories. Okay. Just I want you to put every get used to doing it for the next few days before Sunday begins. So so you already have systems in place. You're getting back into it. Everything that goes in your mouth, I want you to track it. Everything. Okay. So and and I don't care about the total calories because you're we're technically going to start on Sunday with the 1500 1700 but I want you to get in the practice and habit of doing it cool perfect and and that includes the dinner with your friends this should be something that you're okay doing you, mm-hmm. you, it's it, it there's nothing wrong with being aware of how much you're eating this is not a taboo thing it's not weird like mm-hmm. if they say anything be like yeah I'm tracking my calories like you might keep track of a budget because you know this is actually really important for my health that's yeah. it so that's what you're gonna do cool perfect do you have any questions not that I can think of right now are you excited I'm very excited I'm excited as well this is gonna be good that I'm, I'm very excited so Sarah what I need you to do is this when we get off I need you to uh, email Cat, okay? okay? Email email Cat and just say, hey, just got off the podcast with Jordan. It was awesome. He's the best. I love him. He's like the coolest guy I've ever spoken to in my life. Uh, just kidding. You don't have to say that stuff. But email Cat and say, hey, Jordan told me to tell you that we're going to hop on another podcast in another month. So let's just schedule that so we have that in the calendar because okay. – we have to get, I, I want to do at least two more calls with you, if not more. Um, your health is very important to me. And I, I really want to keep track of you for at least the next couple of months to make sure you have someone to be, be accountable to and to make sure you're, you're following the right steps. Because also, depending on what happens over the next month, we might be increasing your calories depending on how you're feeling and how progress is going. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Cool. Sounds good. Any questions? Um, not right now. You're awesome, just so you know. All right. Thank you. Better you better believe it. You are too. Anything you need, please let me know and make sure you email Kat right now, okay? Okay, I will. Amazing. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, Sarah. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That wraps it up for this episode of the Jordan Syatt Mini Podcast. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on and thank you to everyone for listening. If you want to join the Inner Circle for 30% off, you can do that right now at the link in the show notes with the discount code 30for30. You can go to www.sfinnercircle.com and get 30% off when you join the Inner Circle today using the code 30for30. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.